0: you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff.
1: And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how screeching tape travels at supersonic speeds when you peel it. Then you'll get a grab bag of three more stories when we do a special throwback. It's our way of celebrating today, which is the two-year anniversary of the first episode ever of Curiosity Daily.
0: Happy anniversary, us! Let's satisfy some curiosity. I'm moving into a new home in about a month, so I've been packing my stuff for at least three weeks now. And that means that maybe this question is a little biased, but I've got to ask, have you ever wondered why packing tape is so darn loud? To find out, you have to get down to the microscopic level. And I don't really have the means to do that, but fortunately, a group of physicists did. And the results of their research are pretty incredible. It turns out that if tape were a fighter jet, it would break the sound barrier. When you peel tape to, say, pack a moving box or assemble Amazon boxes into a Transformer costume called Amazon Optimus Prime, not that I know anyone who did that. Cody
1: totally did that.
0: You probably noticed two things. For one, peeling tape is noisy. And second, it's hard. You pull a little bit and nothing happens. Then you pull harder, and too much tape comes off. You might call this annoying, but scientists call it macroscopic stick slip. It might seem minor in the scheme of things, but in certain contexts, like a warehouse environment, this constant screeching could potentially lead to hearing damage. The weird thing is that scientists didn't fully understand how the tape makes that sound, so a team of researchers decided to take a closer look. Like, way up close, with a microscope. They peeled some tape while recording microscopic footage with a high-speed camera that filmed at 300,000 frames per second. They found that tape is just as finicky on the microscopic level as it is on the macroscopic level. It doesn't peel smoothly. Instead, it detaches in a bunch of little lines that lie perpendicular to the direction you're peeling. But these lines don't just appear one after the other— Instead, each one races from one side of the tape to the other at around twice the speed of sound. The scientists call those crack fronts. Each one represents potential energy in the tape being converted into kinetic energy, like tiny springs being released. The screeching is the sum of thousands of these little releases. The scientists still have a lot to learn, and not least of all is why those crack fronts happen. But their research goes way beyond just understanding how tape peels. That knowledge could shed light on other rapid, self-propagating fracture processes, like earthquakes. So the next time you're packing tape screeches, don't cover your ears. Just enjoy the sound of physics in action. In the meantime, I'll just be looking forward to cutting those boxes open with scissors. So much quieter.
1: We published the first episode of Curiosity Daily two years ago today. We'd already been doing a weekly podcast that we launched in 2017, so between the original Curiosity podcast and Curiosity Daily, we have published more than 600 episodes. And as you might guess, we've changed some things since we first launched.
0: Like, for example, we used to not have to stop recording so you can move your cat out of your bedroom.
1: (laughs) You know, I only put her in the bathroom when I absolutely have to. It's a little heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, sorry. Thanks for making that sacrifice, Aglet.
1: So we thought it would be fun to play our first episode right now so you can hear how we've changed. We'll have a little chat about it afterwards. Ready? Here it is. Hi, I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer.
0: We're from Curiosity.com, and we've got three stories to help you get smarter in just a few minutes.
1: Today, we'll talk about how Americans are aging more slowly than ever, a new spacecraft that can save our planet from killer asteroids, and tell you what you don't know about elevators. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Okay, Cody, so you know everyone's living longer these days than they were like a century ago. But did you know that Americans are actually aging more slowly than they did even 20 years ago? Yeah, I saw this study and it was
0: kind of confusing at first, but you need to understand the difference between chronological and biological age. So you celebrate your chronological age on your birthday every year, but your biological age represents the actual wear and tear that your body has endured. So your biological age is is how old your body seems. Like if you're a regular smoker, then you might seem older because of the shape your lungs are in. And that leads us into the study.
1: Right, exactly. So researchers from Yale and University of Southern California actually looked at the biological aging of a bunch of people. And they figured out that Americans are really actually aging slower. Men in particular seem to be aging more slowly than those from the generation before them, partly because of changes in smoking, obesity and medication use.
0: So that could mean According to the researchers, that women haven't seen as much of an improvement because they were already making healthy life choices or that women are already closer to the limits of human life expectancy than men.
1: We're already super women. (laughs) The biggest takeaway is that because aging is slowing, that means that people are living longer because they're living healthier lives, not because medical technology is fixing us. You can get an estimate of your biological age. This is really cool. By taking this real age test online at sharecare.com. We'll include a link in the show notes.
0: Have you taken the test? I have. Was your biological age close to your chronological age? a
1: looked disappointed. I was only about... A year younger than my real age. But hey, that means you're a year younger wear and tear wise. Yeah. I was just hoping for more than that. You oh.
0: I reach for the stars. We all want to feel like we're in our early 20s. <laughs> exactly. So what else are we talking about today?
1: Well, yeah. Speaking of living longer, any idea what we're supposed to do if a killer asteroid comes and threatens to wipe out our planet? Uh, <laughs> I hope we have some way of dealing with that. I mean, sci-fi movies certainly do, but this is a little bit of a sci-fi movie idea. Scientists have designed a spacecraft concept called literally Hammer. The hammer stands for Hypervelocity Asteroid Mitigation Mission for Emergency Response. Scientists love their acronyms and we could send this thing out to nudge huge space rocks like asteroids out of the way and uh, keep us from getting hit.
0: So we basically fire the spacecraft into the asteroid and it the impact knocks it off path?
1: Yeah, pretty much. It transfers momentum, right? It's kind of like if you hit a tennis ball with a tennis racket, you're changing the momentum of that tennis ball. We're doing the same thing to an asteroid. The impactor crashes into the object at 10 kilometers per second or more, and the mass and velocity of the impactor are transferred to the asteroid, and that changes its course through space.
0: 10 kilometers a second, they're very fast. Yes. So this is cool, but is an asteroid supposed to hit us?
1: Yeah, it is. If you've heard of Bennu, it's this strangely shaped asteroid. Its official name is asteroid 101955, and it might hit the Earth in year 2135. The odds are just 1 in 2700, but if it happens, its kinetic energy will be roughly 80,000 times the energy of the Hiroshima bomb. 2135 is a long way away, but for this asteroid, even if scientists planned 25 years ahead of the impact, it would take at least seven of these spacecraft to deliver enough energy to alter Bennu's path. So it's a good thing that NASA is doing its homework.
0: Yeah. And it's more than 100 years away. So we got some time, right?
1: Sure. We haven't, you know, we haven't spotted all of the asteroids, but this is the most immediate one. And NASA's always scanning the skies and they regularly look at Bennu to make sure it's still where we think it is. And you can actually see these asteroid search results at NASA's Small Body Database Browser. We'll put a link in the show notes if you want to see for yourself. Speaking of sending things up,
0: have you ever noticed that there are always mirrors next to elevators?
1: Well, I do notice that there's a gorgeous woman next to every elevator.
0: Fascinating. It's it's me. Well, I I picked that up. (laughs) Well, Curiosity did some research and we found that this is actually intentional and it's a trend that started just after World War II. Huh. Yeah, the spread of high-rises led to complaints about elevator delays. So building owners figured if you give people something to occupy their time, the wait will feel shorter. So it's actually a psychological thing that they're doing.
1: Wow, they just expect people to stare at themselves until the elevator comes.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, with mirrors, you can check your hair, maybe sneak a peek at that attractive person nearby Mm. using the mirror surreptitiously. And did it work? Almost overnight, the complaints ceased. Wow. Yeah. It's because people hate waiting. And research has shown that on average, people overestimate how long they've waited in a line by about 36%. So the reason people hate waiting is that we think that the time we spend waiting in line is time wasted and we could use that time to be productive. And the fast pace of modern society is certainly not helping.
1: I don't know. The advent of smartphones. Maybe people are okay with waiting in line these days. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Digest and learn something new in just a few minutes.
0: Oh boy, Curiosity Digest. Do you remember that whole fiasco?
1: Oh man, we spent a while like coming up with different names we could call it.
0: There was actually like a whole internal thing because our email newsletter was called Curiosity Daily. And some people got really upset that we wanted to call the podcast that. Like we couldn't steal the name of the email product. (laughs) Right. Behind the scenes stuff. We have stories. (laughs)
1: It turned out fine. Nobody got confused.
0: I don't know. I kind of like the first episode.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it was very talk show because we reported on each story together and we would just have a little conversation about it.
0: Yeah. And we also had no way of ensuring accuracy in the moment. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think we got like a gazillion emails because we weren't reading verbatim. So we would just put in our own words and those words might be wrong. My
0: recollection is that it was after a week or two, we put out a couple that were supposed to use very specific scientific language and just trying to do that off the cuff.
1: Pretty tough. Right. So since then, we got much more detail oriented about our fact checking and much more detail oriented about the way we tell these stories.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So here's to another year, I guess. We're about to begin the third year of Curiosity Daily tomorrow. And we hope that you stick around for that whole year.
1: Yeah. Thanks for coming on this journey with us.
0: And quite a journey it has been. From our humble beginnings in that room with exposed brick and shower curtains for soundproofing, all the way to becoming part of the Discovery family of brands and recording out of the Discovery office in Chicago, all the way to then being downgraded back into our bedrooms. (laughs)
1: I mean, at least we can do it from our pajamas.
0: Very true. Well, unlike we used to do when we first started this podcast, today we're going to do a quick recap of what we learned today.
1: Well, we learned that packing tape is so darn loud because its surfaces actually rip apart at supersonic speeds, which means it's faster than the speed of sound, which is very fast.
0: That is very fast. But what's not fast is how quickly Americans are aging because it turns out our biological age is starting to become lower than our chronological age.
1: And we learned that the Hammer spacecraft could save the world from killer asteroids, including the asteroid Bennu. And since we recorded that episode, the Hammer spacecraft has not come to be a real spacecraft. But we did visit the asteroid Bennu in December of 2018 with the spacecraft OSIRIS-REx, and it's still there. It's set to bring back a sample of the asteroid in 2023. Ooh. So we have that to look forward to.
0: What if it's made of candy corn?
1: Well, then a lot of scientists will be very surprised.
0: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Can't wait. And we learned that we put mirrors next to elevators so people wouldn't feel like they were waiting in line for so long. Good way to pass the time, looking at yourself. I used to do it back when I got haircuts. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I feel like I haven't looked at a public mirror for a long time.
0: I feel like I haven't looked at a public anything for a long time. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Today's stories were written by Cameron Duke, Ruben Westmas, Elizabeth Howell, and Joni Folletto, and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily.
1: Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff.
0: Join us again tomorrow for the beginning of our third year of Curiosity Daily to learn something new in just a few minutes.
1: And until then, stay curious. 600 episodes. As Okay, I got to move this cat. One second. Okay. Hey, bud. What you doing? <laughs>